0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to 50 Now What? I'm your host, Alicia Sutton. Just because we've crossed the 50-year milestone in our lives does not mean that we have to be done coming up with and pursuing goals. That's why I'm so excited to welcome Jean Marie Jobs onto the program to discuss what goal setting and the subsequent pursuit of those goals can look like as we continue into our 50s and beyond. In this illuminating conversation, we discuss the power of intention, how to find clarity of purpose and being, and strategies being present in the present, while avoiding tripping on a theoretical future. We also discuss why it's okay to be learning and growing at our age, and the beauty of slowing down and embracing the journey. Jean Marie also relates her expertise to her recent battle with breast cancer, where she explains why facing your own mortality can be a greater gift than you may ever realize there's so much valuable expertise and advice here and i can't wait for you to soak it in so let's get right into it welcome i'm so glad to have you with us to talk about goals and intentions i've been looking forward to it
1: thank you it's great to be here
0: well, before we jump into our topic, because we can go in so many directions, and <laughs> we can <laughs> it, it can go so many different ways. But before we jump into it, um, tell tell my
1: listeners about you. Okay. Well, I uh, I'm 61. Uh, just last month, super excited, new decade, and I'm living in Northern California with my husband. We've been married. Uh, it'll be 31 years in February, and between us we have four kids we have 14 grandchildren we have four great grandchildren and i'm a co- executive coach and a transformational trainer i work with novus global on the corporate side and i also have a nonprofit organization called gap community where we do transformational trainings for the public and work in other countries doing transformational work and humanitarian work. So busy and loving it.
0: Absolutely wonderful. And for my listeners, this lady does not look at a day into 61 at all.
1: (laughs) Nowhere near. (laughs) And certainly
0: you you don't look like you have four children and and grandchildren and (laughs) great-grands. You look beautiful and we're glad to have you with us. So before we jump in, one of the things I want to do is when we delve into this topic is really clarify uh the difference between setting goals versus intention or is there a difference
1: you know it's interesting i think people use a lot of different definitions for the word intention and i think in my experience we have we have conscious intentions which are really what we're talking about here what are the the way that we're setting ourselves up for what are we? What are we in, moving forward into? Versus, I think we also have unconscious intentions. And for example, if anybody has ever, at any point in time, tried to quote unquote get healthy, then you know you have a conscious intention of doing the exercise, not eating the brownie. And then when you don't do the exercise and you eat the brownie, there's this other intention. Underneath the surface, right to to stay comfortable or to to feel good because it's been a hard day or to give yourself a treat. And so oftentimes we find ourselves right, with conflicting intentions. So let's focus on the ones we're aware of because I think the ones we're not aware of, they're not going anywhere. They're just part of being a human being. Uh, and as as long as we stay really clear about the ones we are aware of, we can set our energy, steward our energy towards those. And I think of intention, I like the uh, Webster's 1828 definition, that dictionary, and it says the stretching or bending of the mind uh, towards an object. It's a design and a purpose.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. So let's let's stay centered on that. And one of the things that and I, this dynamic, I find when you uh, become an older, especially an older woman in your, let's say, your uh, mid-40s through your 50s and all, there's this really, it's a very interesting time. It's I, I like to call it almost like a vortex where all these other things in your life have started to intersect, right? It's like, you know, you're you're married or you could be newly divorced. You have adult children and can still have a teenager at home and have grandchildren. You know what I mean? It's all these Different things. Your body is changing and taking care of elderly parents or grieving through deceased parents, on and on and on. And so when we start talking about setting intentions or goals and things like that, it can sound like another thing that you have to do. And, you know, when I talk to people about that, it's like, okay, now I got to do this. Now I gotta be conscious about something else that I need to do. And so, uh, which is why I thought this show is this platform was so important, is do we really need to be setting these goals and intentions in our life, or should we just be trying to just, you know, ride or die through it, for for lack of a better phrase? You know what I mean? Just, I just survive just, the day. <laughs> just survive the day. If, if Is it something we really need to be cognizant of and consciously doing?
1: Yeah, I hear that. And I, I guess it depends on the day, but, you know, I had a... a very surprised about with breast cancer last year, or just year before last. And, you know, came out of the blue and not genetic, just surprised during a regular scheduled mammogram and went through that, the chemo, the process, and I'm on the other side of that. I've just finished all my, you know, heavy metals, detoxing, all the detoxing, and I feel great and everything's good. I say that to say that facing mortality is a real gift. It's not a gift you would necessarily want. But when it comes your way, it is a gift because it does put things in perspective. So when I think about intention, I think about what is it that on my deathbed, I'm going to be really, really grateful that I gave myself to? What kind of person am I committed to become in this world? Who am I for myself, for the people that I love, for my clients, the people I serve? And out of that intention, then where, what goals do I have? What, what do I do out of that clarity of being? And that's how I've definitely been thinking about intention. And it's, it's made decisions... A lot easier in the sense that I can say no and have it really be an honest no. I can say yes and have it be an honest yes with that in mind, that perspective, I guess, in mind. I love that. And speaking of that,
0: and uh, if we're thinking about taking your uh, example of what's happening in your life, if you are thinking in terms of the what if and what how am I going to show up in the world and what's important to show up. In the world, long after you're gone, what are the things that you said? What are the things that you want those things to stand out to be? And it won't likely be the things that you did from day to day, trying to you know cringe through the next event or the next thing that's out of your control, as opposed to setting something there and at least trying to get through it, at least trying to get to the day to day. And I have been listening to uh, your YouTube channel. And oh, um thank you enthralled in uh a lot of your content, and one of the things that you talk about is being present. and, uh, it was pretty deep. It was actually really deep. And I started thinking about intention and thinking about all those things, and how they play into keeping a center. What are your thoughts? What do you think about? setting goals, setting intentions, and how that can allow us to be present in the present. Or first of all, why don't I let you describe what you mean by that, by being present?
1: Yeah, thank you. For me, there's an element of trust. And that's trusting whatever is actually occurring, that in some way that it's, I call it manna, like in some way it's there, you know, for me. And that was a big a big stretch, because I've always in, thought about that, invited when I train facilitators. I'm like, whatever happens in the training room, it's it's provision. You just, you know, that's that's why it's there. And no resisted. And honestly, getting diagnosed with breast cancer and going through chemo, that was like, oh, yeah, now what? You want to test that theory that you talk about all the time? Exactly. <laughs> and you know what was beautiful is uh, what I found was As I discipline my mind in that direction and set that intention uh, every day and sometimes minute by minute because, you know, things come and go. And I really found it to be true because while I couldn't pick all my circumstances, and listen, none of us can pick our circumstances always, right? I realized I could choose the way I was relating to my circumstances and I could choose who I was going to be in the middle of them. And I think that's, I just kept saying, okay, if this is what it is, then let it make me into the person I was created to be. Let it do that. Like I'm, I'm surrendered in the best sense of the word to allowing it to refine me and to become the person that I was put here on earth to be. And that to me felt like such uh, empowering thought so that even when you know, I'm getting chemo or I'm getting biopsies and things that are really uncomfortable and painful, I could recognize that I was still choosing. I had a choice. I didn't have a choice about the thing, but I 100% had a choice about what I made it mean and how I was relating to it. And I think that at the end of all of it, I could stand and say, it gave me more than it took from me. And that was the fruit of being relentlessly radically present because if I started future tripping and thinking oh my gosh what if that like I want to see my grandchildren like I would no I I couldn't you know I I I was like whoa don't even I don't even think about it because I didn't have control over that and then I realized wow I've never had control over the things coming my way in some ways like in the future you know and I'm a planner. I'm a scheduler. I love, like, I have a color-coded calendar. (laughs) I realized that, you know, yay for the people who make lists and cross their lists off and then write something just to cross it off. Like, hey, I love you people. (laughs) I am you. And uh, I realized that that doing that gave me a semblance of control, but it actually wasn't control. It just made me feel like I was in control. And then when the circumstances radically shifted, I realized, oh, I can put whatever I want. For and that that may or may not mean anything. But the intention is to have it turn out.
0: Have it turn out. Oh, wow. That's very powerful. And wow, that's so powerful. I got to let that sit for a second. Um, Thank you. Because I know I have been, and I'm sure a lot of people are in the same situation and that you're angry about something that happened before, again, something that's over, and you wallow in that, and that somehow becomes the the reality of what you're living in. And then, you know, you're you're thinking that you are um or you could be mad about things that are like you said, are supposed are out of your control, they're supposed to be in the future that you have absolutely no control over. And all the things that you're trying to grasp a hold of, you still don't have hold of. And so uh, that's why it's so powerful when you are present in your present and setting a life of just intention as to sitting where you are, you see resources that you hadn't seen before. Every time.
1: Yes, every
0: time. Right. It's like there's, I wouldn't have solved this otherwise, even when you're sitting in the middle of, like in your circumstances, sitting in the middle of chemo and all these things, but being in, and, and let me know if I'm mischaracterizing it sitting in the middle of this intention and still being able to find a source of love a source of care a source of even finding a benefit through it through the after you wouldn't have had that otherwise yeah i absolutely i'm not going to be here for my grandchildren or oh my god what are all the things i did before that that got me here does that make sense
1: <laughs> you you nailed it <laughs> that's exactly right Yeah, absolutely. Because at first I was like, what did I do? How did why? how is this my fault? How did I get here so I can not get here again? (laughs) I think that's the first thing you do, right? It's like, I just needed to let that go.
0: Right. Oh, I love that. Um, What do you think about uh, sometimes when you're doing this and this, this sense of, and when I'm talking about this and people who will be listening to this in setting intention for their life or goals in their life and how, and so forth, not doing it in such a way that you are feeling defeated and overwhelmed by not either achieving it or feeling like you've missed the mark or blaming yourself for not getting to where you think you ought to be. I, I For me, the trick is always giving it a stringent time frame. I think people kind of give this, this is the amount of time I have to do this and I never get that. I, I have had to learn that myself. Like, I'm still working off goals that I set three years ago, intentions that I thought I'd be through right now that, I, that I'm that i still working to embrace. What are your thoughts about trying to stay away from the feeling of defeat and overwhelm and trying to set intention and, and purpose in moving forward in your life?
1: Yeah, I think overwhelm comes often because the, the word itself is like a crushing pressure. That's what it means, right? And, so where do I? When am I experiencing this crushing pressure? And a lot of times it is because I'm future tripping. I'm 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 way out in some other time zone. I'm not present. And the other piece of that is this this word expectation. The expectations either where we think we need to live into that other people for have. Or that we imagine they have, because you know what sometimes we don't even have them, we've just assigned it to them in our minds right exactly. for whatever reason and then and then our own expectations and I, you know most people and i've I've had the privilege of working with people in multiple countries all over the world, and most people really at some level don't like the fact that they're human. (laughs) Meaning that most people think the first time I do something, I should execute it perfectly. I shouldn't, quote unquote, have to struggle or to fail and get up and go again. Or why is this hard for me? It's, you're learning. You're learning. Life is, this is the learning. And if you have a vision and something that's really exciting and compelling to you, I hope that you stumble. I hope that you get feedback and that you can course correct and not make it so significant that it cripples you because I think that's that is just part of the whole process and I know you know people say you know it's about the journey not the destination but I think most of us secretly are like no seriously it's the destination come on get real I'm a journey thing come on I want to get there That's that's hard just tell me what to do and I'll do it
0: I was just trying um, and, to get there,
1: uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I think I just—it's complicated. I think we have a complicated relationship with that. And a lot of times, talking to women uh, in their fifties and in sixties and even seventies, there's there's an element of defeatism. Like I didn't, I didn't do it, quote unquote, when I was younger. So it's too late. It's too late. And I mean, that to me is the is just the biggest lie that anyone can buy into. I mean, there's multiple examples of of very famous people who didn't start their, their careers that they're famous for until they were in their 50s, 60s, 70s. So there's some expectation, again, that we have on ourselves to have everything completed in a certain time frame. And yeah, hey, sometimes that turns out and sometimes it doesn't. And like you said, maybe it's it's three years. I'm still doing the thing. I'm still writing the book. I'm still working it out. And I think goals are super helpful because they can help us chunk down the steps to that build our intentions, right? They can help us chunk those things down so we can take bite-sized pieces. And sometimes we need to ask for help. Sometimes we need somebody to... Give us a hand. And when we don't ask for it because we're judging ourselves, it's going to take longer and it's going to be a lot more uncomfortable.
0: Absolutely. I think the judgment part comes in so heavy at this vortex time in our life where everything is just kind of intersecting. And you hit on something that's so important. And I hear this all the time, is this sense that I'm supposed to know this right now. And I feel like I'm still learning stuff. I actually like that I'm still learning stuff. I It's a relief to not feel like I have to know everything right now. And, you know, no, you don't want people telling you what to do, so to speak, but seeking out answers in a way that are beneficial to you can only help you, I think. And at least that's where my where I've come from. And so, and also in helping to embrace the aging process, do you think? I, I mean, I just feel like if I'd been... Thought I knew it all 10 years ago when I was 40 or 41, I would be lost right now.
1: <laughs> right? Amen, I mean, I think there is the there is the reality of the aging process at least for me, where I feel at sometimes like my body is betraying me, it is not doing the thing it's supposed to be doing it <laughs> it'll do, you it'll do you wrong it is, <laughs> it is not it's not participating well, it is being disobedient it don't don't look right, like what's going on It don't look right and <laughs> and I think part of that's you know, I get it that is that's just hard. it can be really hard and i I think when we especially as women, oftentimes we're way more focused in my experience than men are or tend to be about the way we look and our bodies and our skin and all the things, and that can be really discouraging and yeah, stay healthy, be healthy, commit to you know, a body that you can actually move in for sure and keep it as healthy as you can. And, you know, what? There, there is no amount of skin cream that is going to fix every single thing I don't like about every little sag or wrinkle or whatever. You know, I'm like, so what? So what?
0: <laughs> there isn't. Go with it. I, I've been embracing this process now. Just go with it. Yeah, I'll definitely do my skincare regimen. Yes, I'll do my walking. Yes, I'll you know, do all of the things and set those as intentions and goals in my life. Like you said, I want my body to be able to do what I need it to do. But, you know, it's it's only so much it's going to happen. Gravity takes over and it's just what it is. Gravity takes over and it don't care.
1: <laughs> Gravity don't care about your opinions. Gravity it don't doesn't. care
0: about you at all.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that.
0: What would you like for our listeners to take away from today, some some of your words of wisdom and guidance. And, and you you have such a broad spectrum. I know it's probably going to be difficult to bring it all down, but you've said so much already. But what would you like to give our listeners?
1: Yeah, thank you. I think the main thing as I'm aging and working with people that the years are moving is to really release the judgments that we tend to hold about ourselves. And some of them are historical and familial. And, you know, some of them like, oh, I picked this up when I was six. Well, let it go. Let it go. There is no judgment, no, just no judgment. Like you are doing your best. Everybody out there is doing the thing that they are committing to do. And, you know, sometimes it turns out and sometimes it doesn't and no judgment just let it go let the judgment go be with what is and appreciate that whatever is happening in your life there is a gift in it even though you might say to yourself that wasn't the gift i wanted that i wasn't i didn't <laughs> see that under the tree uh it's still there's there's a way that it can really become something that adds to your blessing box, your resilience, right? Your your wisdom. And you can relate to people, empathize and share with them and really leverage your community. I think it's also really easy to isolate as we get older and Please stay connected to people. Loneliness is epidemic and we know that. And it's, it's so dangerous for our health. So stay connected, be in community. People love you. People need you and you need them too.
0: I love that. I, I'm a little choked on that one. Thank you. That is absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. And where can our listeners find you? I know you're on YouTube, but where else can they find you?
1: Yeah, Jean Marie Jobs on uh, Instagram, on YouTube. Those are the two easiest places. LinkedIn, all the places. On
0: all the platforms, you can find uh, Jean Marie Jobs. And I thank you. And we'll also put those platforms in our show notes as well. So anyone can look you up. Thank you so much. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you, Alicia. Appreciate you.
0: Thank you for listening to 50 Now What? A special thank you to Jean Marie. Be sure to look her up on YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Jean Marie Jobs, or via the link in our show notes for tons more leadership, goal setting, and self-growth content. Make sure to follow us, rate, and share the show. Make sure to follow me on Instagram for continuous updates at 50 Now What Podcasts. That's 50 Now What Podcast. This podcast was produced by Rainbow Creative, with Matthew Jones as senior producer, Stephen Selnik as producer and Rob Johnson as editor and audio engineer. I love working with this team. To learn more about making a podcast for you or your business, visit them at rainbowcreative.co.